Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, in no way, shape, or form is this about me trying to take any credit away from the Lord. Because if you know anything about me, you know my God is an awesome God. However, a lot of y'all walking around getting it confused. You find yourself in a situation in life going through something. Tell your friend about it. Next thing you know, you go on your phone. You see a little quote pop up. A little motivational speech pop up. And you say to yourself, wow. Look at God. I hate to break it to you. Fam, that's not God. That's Facebook. A lot of y'all done did something stupid before. Something foolish and then went to your phone and saw a quote that matched your foolishness. And all of a sudden thought you was right. Thought you didn't have to apologize anymore. Blame the other person. Said, look at God. Look at the universe. Nah, that's Facebook. You should have apologized. You was wrong. Stop looking for quotes to match your stupidity and just apologize. A lot of y'all be in church talking about, oh my God, he talking to me. No, he's not. No, he's not. Your situation just as fucked up as everybody else's. It's just relatable material. God ain't talking to you. Y'all can't wait to jump on y'all phones and get something that match something you going through it and give it to God. Give everything else to God. The real stuff. The things that happen in real life. All that shit that happens on your phone. That's Facebook. How many times I done seen a woman in the bedroom getting to her maximum performance? Talking about, thank you, Jesus. That ain't Jesus, queen. That's Tyrone. You in the bed with Tyrone. Not Jesus. Stop giving credit to things that Jesus ain't ask you to give him credit for. Because if you go the rest of your life mistaking Tyrone for Jesus, you're going to have one hell of a life. Welcome yeah. to End the Moment. Blue <laughs> 3 in the morning yeah. on the West Side Highway. Yeah. Top down, baby. It's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Hey, this is a uh, special dedication. And my new listeners. I want to thank you for the fuel. No, really, thank yeah. you. Hey, y'all gotta hear this Episode 58. Hey. Yeah. As I always, give so it up for yourself. Round of applause to you for being here. Sharing my favorite hour of the week. The hour I get to kick it with y'all. Hope all is well. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate it. It's the week of March Madness. March Madness is officially back. It's that time of the year. I got a love-hate relationship with March Madness, man. I do. I don't know about y'all, but I I bet on March Madness every year. And every year, I don't know anything about college basketball. I don't know why I keep doing this, especially this year. I don't know anything. The fact that neither Kentucky or Duke is in the tournament should be enough for me to know this is not the year to be betting on college basketball. But here I am. I said to myself, I'm not going to fill out a bracket this year. Why would you do that? You have not watched one college basketball game. Don't think that you can put ESPN on for three hours, listen to the experts, and jump in here and win some money. Don't think you can do that this year, Mo. And here I am. Didn't only do one bracket, I did two. Why? I don't know. For some reason, I think filling out two brackets, not knowing shit, I'm going to have a better chance doing two of them. As if zero plus zero equals anything other than zero. But here we are, nonetheless. Y'all wish me luck in my bracket. <laughs> I can't not bet on March Madness. I don't even think I could just watch it. Like you gotta, you gotta get in a little little pool or something. Don't know shit about it. I might as well be picking off of colors, man. It's that bad. I'ma let y'all know how I do. And if you are in a pool, well, good luck to you. Keep swimming. All right. I am happy to see basketball. I am happy to see a tournament happening, though. So I love that part of it. But um, but I definitely hate the other part of it. But that's not the only thing I hate. And y'all know what time it is. Let's get into what I'm mad at. But you're just so damn sexy. When you're mad at me, I'm 
I'm mad at people lying about the truth. I feel like my whole life somebody has lied to me about wanting to know the truth. People have to stop saying that they want to know the truth. No, you don't. Talking to you right now, listening. You probably said to yourself, that's not true. I want the truth. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody wants the truth, man. We always lie about what the truth is really going to do. Is it really going to set you free? Or is it going to get me kicked in the chest? Which one is it going to be? Because if you being set free equals you kicking me in the chest, I'm not prepared, nor do I have any desire to give you the truth. As a kid, a lot of us had parents that would tell you, all you have to do is tell me the truth. If you tell me the truth, then it won't be as bad. Just be honest. Fam, I tried that one time. I don't know what my parents were referring to or what they thought would be different, but that pretty much was the same ass whooping I got every time I lied. Like, I don't understand what was different. Only thing that was different was the ass whooping came quicker because I didn't waste time trying to lie about it. Wasn't no different kind of ass whooping. There wasn't no truth ass whooping that was separate from a lie ass whooping. It's the same ass whooping. Why y'all tell me something's going to change if I just told you the truth? That's the first time you learned that lesson. If you ever been arrested or if you just watch First 48, you'll realize the police do the same thing. Hey, if you just be honest with us, this is going to go a lot smoother for you. There's nothing smooth about spending years in prison, fam. What are you talking about? What is going to be smoother? Are you going to put me in the truth side of the prison? Is there a truth section? Oh, these are where everyone who told the truth go. It won't be so bad over here. Those are where the liars are. It's the same shit, man. Stop talking to me about what the truth is going to do for me. Ain't going to do nothing. Talking about the truth has set you free. Not if you're talking to the police. Truth gets your ass 25. They try to get innocent people to confess for something they didn't do. Just so they don't get life. That's the kind of system we talking about. Y'all talking about tell the truth. Same thing happened in relationships. If you're a man, I know you've been there. Babe, just tell me the truth. Oh, I dare you. I dare you. I don't care what it's about. Go ahead and tell her. Tell her the truth. She either not going to talk to you for three weeks, you ain't getting no sex for a month, or you getting kicked in your chest. One of the three things are coming from giving her the truth. Go ahead. Tell me I want the truth. Yeah, but I want to be able to breathe. I've been alive my whole life, man. I don't know why I don't lie more. <laughs> well, I really think about it. I should lie way more than I do. Truth don't get you nothing but an ass whooping, years in prison, or a caved in chest. So you walk around here telling the truth if you want to. Friends that do music, yo, just tell me the truth. You don't want that. You don't want that. Because I'm sure if you've been doing music this long and it's this bad, that somewhere along the way someone told you the truth before. And clearly you didn't listen because you're still at it. So don't tell me <laughs> that you want the truth. Who's next? I thought about this. I'm mad at the things you can get in trouble for in a relationship. You ever think about some of the things that you get in trouble for as a man in a relationship? Like, I remember times I've gotten in trouble in my relationship for something that another man did. I will never understand this. Fellas, your lady ever approach you about something that some other dude did and ask for your opinion so you give your opinion? Like, yeah, you know, dudes be doing this and that and the third. You try to keep it honest with her. Next thing you know, she looking at you with the attitude face. Now she emotional about something. Like, I'm not, this has nothing to do with me. I'm telling you what he did. You asked for my opinion. I done been in all kinds of trouble for something the man did that I don't even know. Wow. I guess that's all men, huh? That's how you really feel? I, I don't feel anything. I'm telling you what he felt. He did it. Him and his girl probably not arguing about it because they over it. And he actually did it. <laughs> So why exactly would we be fighting over this? I am lost. I didn't seen it. I didn't seen couples get into something because of what somebody else said or somebody else did. If it didn't happen in here, well, what the hell are we arguing about it for? I didn't do it. I don't know what it is about the fact that some women love to have five bad experiences with guys and then swear that it's every man on the planet. I promise you, you don't know that many men. I shouldn't have to pay for what another man has done. I done, been, I, I done been in a relationship where I was sitting there watching TV with a girl and somebody cheated on the show we were watching and she was mad at me. All men, all men are disgusting. Fam, I'm going to bed. Wait a minute. 
Guess this wouldn't be a good time to tell you the truth. Stop being mad at your man or your woman for what somebody else did. I've been getting in trouble for things my friends do my whole life. I feel like growing up, your mama always teach you, well, if they jump off the roof, don't go behind them. You be a leader. Don't go doing what your friends do. And I listen to that just to become older and have women judge me off of what my friends are doing. What do you want? I don't move how they move. For some reason, when you're the good guy or the good girl in the group, you take a lot of the heat, man, for things your friends do. You know how many fights you got to get in because your friend always want to fight? Even when you're not the fighter? How many arguments you get into or how many fights you got to break up because you got the friend that you loyal to? We all done been there. At a certain age, you should stop being punished for your friend's actions or you need a new circle or a new pot. Who's next? I'm mad at people who are always talking about what they would do if they were in a situation. Man, I got to stop. <laughs> I don't know why, but that always bothered me. You know how that person is always like, yo, if I was there... It would have went down different. I don't, I don't know that, and neither do you. You're not certain of that. I remember there was times we would do things on a bird show. We would have to guess a certain amount of names and a certain amount of time. And then if you get like 11, you'll get the people that was like, yo, I would have got 80. First of all, <laughs> why do y'all think it's the same thing doing it on air with the pressure and the lights on you as it is at home? Like, you know how many times I've watched game shows with somebody and they think they fire because they can sit at home on the couch and answer the same questions. Some of y'all love to watch Family Feud and talk about what you would have done because it's so easy to you. When you're sitting at home on the couch, no one's there but your family. It's quiet. You're comfortable. No car on the line. No 20,000. Not national TV. Steve Harvey's mustache is not in your way. But you're so confident. That if you were in that situation, you would do the same thing. You don't know that. Stop comparing it. It's not the same. I used to hate hearing people if I was on that plane on 9-11. You don't know that. You don't know what you would have done. Stop it. If I was on that train when those seven men walked in with guns, they wouldn't have got a dollar out of me. All right. Sure. Stop talking about what you would have done if you've never been in a position to do it. Who's next? I'm mad at grandma in the pool. I'm not the only one in the pool, apparently. Grandma was in a pool, too. But it wasn't a March Madness pool. It was an actual pool. There was a video that went viral that I saw this week where this family attempted to scare their grandmother. And she was walking in the backyard. There was a pool on one side of her, and there was, like, a trunk on the other side. And then she went to open the trunk, and someone popped out. She said, ah, and fell in the pool. She did a two-step and then Sierra'd her ass in the pool. And it sounded like this. What pissed me off about this video, right, was first of all, grandma was okay. She was fine. And she walked up the stairs out of the pool. She was fine. But when she fell in the pool, no one in this family had any idea what was about to happen next. Maybe this was Michael Phelps' mom, and they just knew she was money in there. But I feel like if your grandmother falls in a pool out of fear, fully dressed in a matter of seconds, do y'all know how fast I'm in this water? I counted about five family members at this pool, and no one jumped in the water. They just held their hands out. Grandma, grandma, fam, everyone is dry. I was like, this family does not love this woman. It is your fault that grandma is in the pool. It wasn't like a fly two-step. She tripped. I thought it was over. Two of the family members didn't move. Two of them just kept filming and laughing from the chairs. The other two, the youngest of the crew, they just ran to the edge and held their hands out. She wasn't even on top of the water yet. She can't see your hands. If I'm grandma and I dip my head up from this pool and realize that y'all pranked me to the point where I'm now in the pool fully dressed and not one family member jumped in, oh, it's over. I'm walking out of this pool and out of everyone in this family's life all at the same time. They don't even know if grandma had the new iPhone 12 Plus on her. They don't know if she just had her makeup done. Was about to go on a date with Tyrone. 
they don't know what's going on with grandma. That is a nasty thing to do, to prank your grandmother, have her Sierra into a pool, and no one does anything. I am mad at this family. That is a nasty family. Who's next? I'm mad at the fact that some of y'all don't respect plus one situations. Why does it seem like when people go out or when people make reservations, they are very aware of the fact that if they want to bring someone, they have to write down a plus one. But for some reason, they think that same rule doesn't apply when they come to your house. Uh, Fam, I invited you. Whomever you want to bring with you, well, you need a plus one. <laughs> this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine, and it used to happen to me all the time. Thank God it hasn't happened in a while, but I definitely remember the days of inviting a friend over, and then they show up to the door with two other people. Wait a minute. I didn't... I didn't realize we was about to play spades. Because if we're not, what, what do we need for? For I didn't, that's not. And I thought of this because a friend of mine just went through it and because of the situation that popped up on the bird show where I talked about a friend of mine who went on a date and the young lady had her friend meet them on the date. She showed up like halfway through the date. She stayed, she had a couple drinks. And then at the end of the date, he felt like, yo, I'm not, I'm not paying for everyone. I'm paying for the girl I'm on the date with. And then the girl's friend was like, wow, he's a, he's a bum. He's not a gentleman. What kind of man does that? My bill was $25. He's cheap, whatever. And I've seen this situation pop up online. I've, I've, I've seen this situation happen. But I've never seen <laughs> so many women actually agree that the guy is a bum. And I'm lost on that. There was women that was like, this guy is trash. Just pay for the meal. And I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, why are you on my date? <laughs> why are you here? You can't just show up in the middle of somebody else's date, barge in, and then all of a sudden think you're going to get a free meal. And if that man pays for it, then great. That's just what he felt like doing. But if he doesn't pay for it, that makes him a bum? Because he's not buying your meal when he's dating your friend? I didn't understand that one. I was a little lost on that. If you're going on a date and you're bringing your friend and you want me to accommodate your friend, you should let me know that you're coming with a plus one. And I'm still not paying for it. <laughs> it's not happening. I didn't understand how he would be considered a bum and she wouldn't be considered a freeloader it feels as if they go hand in hand to me he didn't even want you to be there you weren't invited your friend invited you you're not even enhancing his experience and yet you want him to pay for your drinks uh i don't know about that one plus one if you're bringing a plus one anywhere you're going you should inform the person so that they know some of y'all be just showing up because you know the person will say no if you say can i bring somebody <laughs> let me i do it on purpose if you're showing up with a plus one, let somebody know. Who's next? All right, let's get into shout outs. I dreamed it all ever since I was young. They said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Yo, shout out to my man, Deshaun. Deshaun Myers. Um, me and D met back in, when did we meet? Yeah, we met back in like seventh grade, I believe. It's been my guy for years, man. And, um... He posted on Instagram the other day that he had purchased one of my hoodies, one of my in the moment hoodies. And I thought it was dope. Not because, you know, he just he bought it. I mean, that in itself was dope, but it was the way he went about it. I always talk about how I feel like sometimes your friends and your family won't support you, even if you make it easy for them to do it. They just won't for whatever reason. They'll talk a really good game. But when it comes down to it, they won't do it. And I think it's dope. When you got people in your life that'll do that because D and I have been friends forever, but we haven't spoke. We haven't kept up. We haven't communicated in recent times. At the same time, when I posted it, he went and got one. He didn't reach out to me. He didn't say, yo, I'm going to do it. Nothing. Not a word to me. Just saw it on his Instagram. Support your friends. That's fire. That's the way it should be. Not for clout. Not for any other reason. Then I'm supporting my dude and wishing him the best wherever he is in his life right now. And when people do things like that, it just gives me some kind of hope and joy in that inhumanity 
that these things still happen and that there are still people who will go out of their way to support you as their friend without doing it for clout or for any other reason than true, genuine support. So shout out to him. I ain't gonna talk about the people I actually be around every day, talk to all the time. I ain't seen them with a mug, a magnet, nothing. A bib, something. Something. Get an in the moment napkin. You can throw it away after you use it. Something. <laughs> to be the ones that are close, you gotta watch them. Shout out to my dude. Who's next? Shout out to Christine Ha. <laughs> she is a blind cook who competed for Master Chef on Gordon Ramsay's reality show. And I came across a video the other day, and it just inspired me. I just thought it was dope that here is this woman who was not born blind. She had some kind of accident in which she became blind, and she wanted to compete to be a chef in this reality show. And I don't know much about Gordon Ramsay. I don't watch these shows, but I definitely see from the clips that he's pretty intense and, and aggressive, and he goes hard. And they showed in this video that he was going extremely hard on her. I mean, he was like, yo, I'm not taking it easy on you at all, which I respected. I get it. Um, I'm sure she didn't want that. She didn't want a handout. So it seemed as if they were going like even harder on her, though. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine how frustrated I would have been in her shoes in not only this cooking show, but just life, period, to have to go through something of where... You once had sight, now you can't see. And how easy it probably would be to give up in that situation and to not even want to go on and do anything else. But here she is following and pursuing her dreams like she would have uh, had she not had this accident. And I just thought it was amazing to watch the stages of him giving her the business and her failing and just still going at it with every mistake, with every accident, still going at it, still going at it, never losing hope, never losing faith and eventually she ended up kicking the show's ass and she won and i she clearly won genuinely not off of uh having any advantages of any kind she had the complete opposite disadvantages and still was able to do what she needed to do and i just thought that was so inspiring like that was that was incredible and um i'm gonna post one of her quotes at the end of the episode because i just was truly inspired by her this week so shout out to her just another example of man if you got the determination and the willpower and you keep your faith there's literally nothing that can stop you so if you need that kind of inspiration or motivation this week there you go shout out to her who's next shout out to kanye west they're saying kanye west is the richest black man ever <laughs> 6.6 billion or something like it listen man i don't have anything bad to say about this at all if this is true i don't know whose numbers these are <laughs> but it appears to be accurate but either way, you know what? I don't even want to comment on if it's accurate or not. Because it feels like when you watch these YouTube videos and you see a guy bench press 750 pounds and then you see people in the comments like, oh, but he only went halfway. Oh, he didn't even do three reps. Oh, he has an assistance band on. Like, fam, it's 750 pounds. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Like I, the fact that he took it off the bar and didn't die was impressive to me. There's people in the comments who bench 135 twice talking about, yeah, but he didn't do something. Stop it. If Kanye West don't have $6.6 .6 but he's somewhere around it, then all I have to say is congratulations, and it really wouldn't matter what I said anyway, because, boy, did he tell us, wait till he got his money, right? La, 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 wait till I give my money, right? Can't tell him nothing. He said this. Say what you want about Kanye. I take two things from this. If you believe in yourself, even to the point where it could be toxic, ain't no telling where you end up. <laughs> and number two, the man was right. He spoke it into existence. He literally told us, wait till I get my money right. And shit, I'd say it's right. <laughs> if there was... <laughs> This is this a Bob Barker moment for you if I ever seen one. Price is damn sure right. So uh, shout out to Kanye, man. Congratulations, brother. That's a feat. I still think the clothing line and the shoes are ugly as hell. I do. But I am not a hater. Let that go to show you. You don't even need a sexy product to be all you can be. It is kind of wild, though, being such a hip-hop fan and remembering when Kanye was just rapping through the wire, wearing two polos at a time. 
that was money to him back then. <laughs> the ability to wear two polos and a book bag. To see him go from that guy to where he is now, how can you not be inspired? I, I, I don't know. So shout out to him. All right, let's get down to business. Right, we got to talk about Kirk Franklin, man. This one hurts me because I don't want to talk about Kirk Franklin. Um, I've always liked Kirk Franklin. I love Kirk Franklin, in fact. Back in the days when Kirk started doing gospel and he was doing stomp, a lot of people felt like it wasn't really gospel. It was more hip-hop because he was kind of combining the two. And I've been a fan ever since. I had God's Property. I had the album. It was lit when stomp came on. I just didn't realize that that might have meant that he was stomping his son smooth out I had no idea but apparently that's a thing after this audio of kirk franklin talking to his son was released up a piece of paper okay if you think i'm reading this paper let me say it like this when your bitch ass starts to get your skinny motherfucking ass back out the goddamn way So I got mixed feelings on this. I really do. For one, when I first heard the audio, I thought his son was a child. So immediately my mind went to, this is really bad. This is a horrible look. But then I found out his son was 33 years old. You're a grown ass man. Now, I'll get the serious part of it out the way. In a way, both of them were wrong. Dead wrong. Son shouldn't talk to his father like that. A father shouldn't talk to his son like that. And I definitely think growing up in black families, a lot of us don't realize when something is toxic because to us it's normal. A lot of people grew up in households where your parents spoke to you like that. Just is what it is. I'll come stomp a mud hole in your ass if you don't get in here and do these dishes. Some of us grew up in this household. So we look at it and think, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But technically... Nah, you probably shouldn't talk to your kids. Nah, you shouldn't talk to your kids that way. I don't plan on talking to my kids that way. But I think these are lessons we learn through generations and as we evolve. Now, I do realize that I don't have kids. And I'm certain that kids can push you to a point where someone without a kid couldn't even imagine. With that being said, I do think some level of discipline is necessary, of course. And I do believe that blow-ups happen and things happen within families. And I don't think anyone within the families are perfect, right? These things happen. Should we get to the point of talking to our kids like this? No. Can I see how it could happen? Yes. And on top of that, kids certainly shouldn't talk to their parents in this kind of way. And I don't know what is going on in their relationship or in that family, and it's not my business. All I feel is that his son should not have recorded this and tried to expose his dad. One way or another. Shouldn't have did that. It should have remained family business. So I do hope that they can fix whatever it is that's going on within their family simply because I'm not a hater. But I will tell you this. I would be 1,000% lying to you if I didn't tell you I got a chuckle off of hearing Kirk Franklin's voice tell somebody that he was going to stomp a mud hole in that skinny motherfucking ass. I would be lying. When you've heard a man's voice all these years give you imagine me, and more than I can bear, silver and gold, smile, melodies from heaven. When you hear that guy, that voice, thank you. I'll be lying if I, I ain't tell you I was shook up. I ain't know what to think. I know no one is perfect, but I ain't know Kirk had that in him. That's a lot of rage to be in a little body. Kirk about to knock the silver and gold out his son. I know the Bible teaches you to honor your parents. I don't quite know if the Bible says anything about honoring your kids. So in Kirk's mind, he was right. <laughs> the Bible don't say I can't choke you out if you get out of line. A lot of us grew up in households where your parents would have told you fast, fam, I brought you in this world. I'd take you out. Had no problem telling you. Ain't give a damn how it made you feel at night when you was going to sleep. Some of y'all slept with one eye open for 10 years after your parents told you that one day. 
Like, damn, was he serious? Did he really take me out? He was a kid, you ain't think nothing about it, and I ain't think about they would actually have to go to jail. Family would be broken up. Grandparents wouldn't like you as much. I ain't think about all of those factors. I just thought, wow. I mean, it makes sense. It's logical. You brought me here. Guess you do have the right to take me out. That's not the way it go. Prayers for Kirk Franklin and his family. Who's next? All right, what the hell is going on with Trey Songs? Oh, R&B singer Trey Songs, Mr. Steal Your Girl, is out here wilding again. This man was trending at the beginning of the week because a video was released of him spitting in the mouth of two women. I'm talking spitting, hawking a noogie from the back, from the depths of his soul. And then he just spit in these women's mouths, man, during a pandemic. Somebody explain to me what the hell is going on with Trey Songs. This man is disturbed. <laughs> Trey Songs is disturbed. I'm serious. Watch this video. Did anybody see the way he was grabbing these two women? The way he was holding them? Like they were on leashes? Like they were some sort of animal? And the fact that they was just sitting there, just willing, letting them do it? I mean, because when he spit, it came down like a slow bungee jump. Like these women had a lot of time while the spit was in the air to change their minds. There was a lot of space for one of them to go, yo, you know what? This is some nasty shit. I'm done. I'm not doing it. I lost myself for a second. The drugs got me. I'm back. You can have this. Nope. They both just waited. They was fighting over the spit. It's mine. No, it's mine. What the hell is going on in this video? I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know, like, y'all into that? Be honest with me, man. DM me. Let's talk about it. Not because I want you to do it to me, because if you spit in my mouth, the kind of rage you saw out of Kirk Franklin is not going to compare. I promise you. That is that is a just a disgusting thing to me. I never thought that you could find spitting in someone's mouth or having someone spit in your mouth sexy. Maybe I'm trash. I don't know. But that is not my thing. Could never be. I don't. That's a level of kinky. I, I just I don't understand. If you spit in my mouth by accident, we going to have an issue during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention of all of the times to be running around spitting in people's mouths. Then it had the nerve to be trending that he had coronavirus a while back. Duh. Trey probably invented coronavirus. This shit he doing. I think we found a source. Wasn't no animal, wasn't a bat, it wasn't Batman, it was Trey Songs. Neighbors should know his name. He should be famous. For inventing coronavirus, you nasty bastard. Who's next? And, and the fact that in my years of dating, I used to get made fun of. I mean, they let me have it for not being much of a kisser. Just wasn't really my thing. My dad used to tell me when I was young, man, you can't go around here just kissing girls in the mouth. You gotta be careful. And it stuck with me. As I got older, I would be in a full-blown relationship and kinda wasn't much of a kisser. I don't know what Usher was talking about. Women would be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Who's Make like that? Now you understand? We get it now. I wish I could send this Trey Songz video to every one of them. Every person who made fun of me for not wanting to kiss all the time. This is why I don't know what people do with their mouths. Can you imagine? That was someone's mom in that video. Tell my have a good day at school, honey. Mm, mom, I will mush you in the face. I'm going to have a great day at school. Just wave. Just wave goodbye. That's That won't be necessary, mom. Tyrone, tell me what you did. I'll be careful who you kissing out here, man. I don't know what people letting other people do in their mouth. Speaking of which, video went viral of Salt Guy. Y'all know the chef who does the little salt sprinkle on the meat. Well... This video went viral where this woman was on a date with a guy. And I guess Salt Guy was chefing it up for them at the table. Benny Hanna style. Cooking right in front of him. And he leaned and he did his little salt move. Put a little more elbow in it. And then he picked up the piece of meat. And he reached over the guy and put it in the mouth of the woman. And you couldn't really tell by the guy's face how he really felt about it. Some people said that he looked shooketh. 
and that, you know, in his mind, yo, this date should be over. Other people felt like he was like, nah, kind of like how she took the food. A couple people reached out and was like, Mo, I know you're going to talk about this one. How do you feel? What do you mean, how do I feel? What do you mean, how do I feel? I feel like the date is over and, and, and goodbye. I'm leaving. Oh, it's just Salt Guy. She was just having fun letting Salt Guy feed her. If I'm ever on a date with you and you let another man reach over me and put his meat in your mouth, I promise you the date is over. I don't know what y'all are talking about. The date is over. Fam, you're not going to have your elbow in my eye while your meat is in my date's mouth. That's, not, that's just not going to happen. I'm not, I don't know why you think that's okay. I don't know why anybody in that scenario thought that situation was okay. I'm flipping tables. I'm flipping tables and I'm taking the steak with me. Bye. Because I know he can cook. I know he can chef it up. But I'm leaving with the food. You won't disrespect me like this. Oh, the date would have been over. She was way too excited. I went to her Instagram. She had salt guy posted more than she had the dude she was on a date with. Nah. Nah, that remind me of this story that Jay told me today, matter of fact. <laughs> she said a homegirl went on a date one time, got into an argument with a dude, he left halfway through the date. It was in that moment that she realized she ordered too much food because she couldn't afford to pay for it. <laughs> she started calling him so he could come back and pay for the meal. He wouldn't come back. So I said, damn, what she had to do? Roll up her sleeves, get busy, get some dishes done? That is a disgusting way to live life. <laughs> Stop ordering things you can't afford to pay for on your own. Need a backup plan, which should be a wallet with something in it. But that definitely would have been homegirl. I hope you can afford whatever salt guys meat cost, because I'm out. Who's next? You know, I was thinking this week, man, about how I hear so many people say things like, my friends don't support me, my family don't support me, my girl don't support me, my, my husband doesn't support me, whatever the case. And I get it. I was once there. I used to take it so personally if my friends didn't listen to my music, if my family didn't come to a show. Until I finally got to the point where I realized, so what? You don't need it. I know, you think you do, but you don't. I promise you. You don't need anyone to believe in you. You don't need anyone to believe in your dreams. The only person that you need to believe in both is you. That's it. I wasted way too much time in my life trying to figure out who was there for me, who was supporting me. Who it didn't matter. I had everything I needed within me. Yeah, some people going to support you, and yeah, some people are not. Most people are not going to see your vision. They're not going to understand it. It ain't up to them. It's not for them to understand. It's your vision. You got to get out here and execute it on your own, with or without help. I truly believe that when you make the decision, when you decide that this is what I want, this is my passion, and this is going to happen for me, regardless of what is placed in my way, this is going to happen. Whether you're there or you're not, whether you help or you don't, once you make that decision and you're so confident in it that you are willing to run to the end of the mountain and jump off and live with whatever happens, the universe gives you your parachute. That's when you fly. The universe is going to give you everything you need. It's going to put the people in your life that you need when you need them. It's going to take you to the places you need to be when you need to be there. And that's so hard to see or believe when you're in the dark stages. Waiting for somebody to come rescue you. Waiting for somebody to come help. Nah. Ain't nobody coming, fam. You know when everybody gets there? When you get to the shore. Nobody wants to come into the arena until it's full. Then everybody wants a ticket. That's the way it goes. But I got so many friends and family and I listen to them and they say things like that. I just wish I had a little more support. I just wish I had a little more help. You do. You have an army behind you. Prayer. It's all you need. No one is going to believe in you like you. No one is going to support you like you. You may have one or two people who got your back to the utmost. You may. That's a blessing if you do. But for the most part, when the chips are down, you're going to realize that if this is going to happen for me, it has to come through me, period. I always think about the time that I wanted to be a comedian and my parents, they were parents. They were being parents. They wanted to protect me. They didn't see it. I could have easily have taken it like, damn, they don't believe in me. They don't believe that I can do this. But I didn't. I just saw it like, you know what? They're being parents. 
They want me to take the route that they believe will be easier and safer. Which, of course, as a comedian, I thought it was funny that they thought it would be safer for me to be a police officer than a comedian, but hey. (laughs) The point is, I didn't waste time or energy being upset about it. It motivated me. It pushed me. Like, now I have to really show them. Like, you don't get it. I could be one of the best in the world at this. And whatever that, you could be one of the best in the world that, that you have. That's it. That's the dream. That's the goal. So many people when they're young, yo, my mom and my dad don't get it. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. It's not their dream. It's not their goal. Now, sometimes you might have to do whatever you got to do to stay afloat while you pursue your passion on the side, but that's fine. Just don't lose sight of what you're really doing it for, the end game. I utilized the fact that I didn't feel as if my parents believed in me like I wanted them to as inspiration, as a reason to go harder. And then my dad came to me one day and was like, you know what, I was wrong and I apologize. And I thought that was huge of him. That was really big of him to do that, to admit that. But I learned such a valuable lesson because that's the way it's supposed to go. Now I know when those roles are flipped and my kid has a dream, there is no, oh, nah, you should, maybe you should do this for me. No, that's the dream. You want that? You willing to work for it? Let's go get it. Me and my grandmother always have conversations and she always brings up when we sat at the table and she was like, Reese, you should have a plan B. I said, no, I shouldn't, Grandma. <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy. Plan Bs are for people who don't believe in plan A. There is no plan B for me because plan A is going to work. There's no two lives, so why would I have two plans? Well, I got one life, so the one plan that I want to work is going to work. No one was going to talk me off of that. Didn't matter what was going to happen. Like, it wasn't going to happen. I had to get rich or die trying 50 cent mindset. There is no plan B. This is it. Because this will work. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people. But I guarantee you, if you talk to the most successful people in the world, nah, there was no plan B. Most of the Tyler Perry's in the world were homeless at some point. No, this is it. This is all I know. This has to work. And it's not up to anybody else to see it. It's not up to anybody else to feel it. It's not for them. It's for you. It's yours. So stop waiting on other people to get your dream, to get your vision, to know how you feel. To know what you see. It ain't for them. Move in silence. They'll figure it out. They'll see it. And they'll go, oh shit. That's what he meant. Stop waiting. Stop taking it personal when some of your friends and your family members don't see it. If your wife or your husband don't see it. Girlfriend, boyfriend don't see it. Don't take it personal. Just show them. They might not be dreamers. They might not be visionaries. I've always said my vision was different because I see the most... With my eyes closed, people be like, oh, that's a bar. But I'm dead serious. I really do. That's how I dealt with them train rides in New York City on the subway. Five in the evening, hot as hell, no AC. Somebody hand in your pocket. Somebody reaching over your head, putting their meat in your girl mouth. That's how I got through those train rides. Closing my eyes and envisioning my future. Seeing it. All of the things. That's when I see. With my eyes closed. So if you see with your eyes open, how are you going to tell me what I can and can't do or what I can and can't see? You have no idea. I told my homeboy the other day, Stevie Wonder them probably seen way more shit than we have. He laughed. I'm dead serious. <laughs> For real. Ain't no joke. Be amazed what you can see when you have the ability to look well beyond what's right in front of you. You also be amazed by how many people can't do that. So don't ever let how far you feel like you can go be dictated by what someone else can see. Who's next? Laugh of the week. I told y'all I was doing goodbye videos, brand new astrology videos every month. New goodbye video at the end of every season. So I did Aquarius last season for the first time. Now it's Pisces. Pisces are up. So I'm releasing this video today on social media. Matter of fact, it should be released in a couple hours. But you're going to hear it first. Right here on In The Moment. An exclusive World premiere preview. No, it's not even a preview. It's the entire thing. Video. <laughs> um, Man, what am I talking about? Here's my Pisces video. Pisces wake up overwhelmed. Ain't even happened yet. Just emotional because the blanket is on the floor. Pisces love love and love to be loved. So much so that they practically morph into whoever they're talking to at the time. 
Every Pisces is mystique. In my last Pisces video, I said that they be lying. And if they tell you they don't be lying, then they lying. And every Pisces was like, that's not true, we don't lie, I ain't never lie. Every human being lies. Which is how I know that y'all asses be lying. They think because they tell you what they think you want to hear a lot, that technically it's not lying. That's a lie. Pisces the only people I know who walk around in a free world in search of freedom. Just walk around looking for magic in any and everything. Which is ironic, because two things about a Pisces, they know how to disappear and escape some Every Pisces should have played baseball. They love drama. They'll slide into some dirt. But if they don't feel safe, they out. Don't ever get in the way of their creative space. Because all that clingy sh used to a stop real fast. They loyal as hell, but not exactly easy to hold on to. You ever seen a person try to hold on to a fish? They can escape everything, but their own minds. They'll get lost in that and then ask for your help trying to get out. It's your mind. They're always waiting for somebody to come and rescue them. Every day is another episode of Baywatch. Sitting in the water waiting for the lifeguard. You can swim. You're fish. Pisces are typically either one of two ways. Either fully charged or just existing. Every Pisces should walk around with a human charger on them because they're the sweetest people in the world until they're tired. A tired Pisces is nothing to play with. Pisces just be walking around believing they both sides of the story and swear they're both true. I can see the third side too. Cancers get all the heat for being the most emotional sign on the planet as if Pisces is not right on their ass. They be in your feelings, they feelings, and somebody they ain't never met feelings all at the same damn time. Pisces treat problems like a buffet. Can't never just deal with one problem at a time. One problem arrived, they gotta walk around taking problems off everybody damn plate. Just deal with one problem at a time with your emotional ass. But I love y'all. Goodbye, Pisces. All right, if you're a Pisces, go ahead and spend the next few hours of your life talking about how ain't none of that true. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. Pisces, I love y'all for real, man. Don't take it personal. Y'all know I talk about every sign. But y'all be sensitive, boy. You ever seen a Pisces get sensitive about how they not sensitive? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> nah, seriously, I love y'all, Pisces. Aries up next. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. So I got a new phone this week, right? Shout out to T-Mobile for looking out for me and sending me a brand new phone. And I just, I think I was, I think because I'm doing so many different shows, you know, I'm doing a bird show, I'm doing Jade and Mo, I'm doing In the Moment, I'm doing interviews and all these different things that my mind is just constantly looking for content. And when your mind is constantly on a search for content, you start to see things that you wouldn't normally see. And when you're not sober, that doesn't help either. And I'm sitting there and I'm opening my new phone. And I haven't had a new phone in a minute. So now I'm learning how to deal with having a new phone, how to operate it, right? And I know, and it's wild. Technology is amazing. All you got to do is put your new phone next to your old phone and just leave them next to each other, right? Does everything else, transfers everything. And so I pick up the old phone and I couldn't help but notice how I was treating my old phone as soon as my new one came, like right in my old phone's face. It was disrespectful. I genuinely felt bad. And I'm never the person who, who actually gives life to things. I don't ever do that. It's not my that's <laughs> not my thing. But in this moment, I mean, I'm throwing my old phone. I'm picking the new one up delicately. I'm cleaning it every time I touch it. I haven't actually wiped my old phone in months. Every time I pick up my new phone, I'm smiling. I pick up my old phone and I'm frustrated. Just mad that it hasn't finished transferring to my new phone yet so I can forget about it forever. I just thought to myself, can you imagine how many people go through this? <laughs> There's a lot of people, man, have been in situations where they significant other and found somebody new and they did this exact thing to them. It's a horrible thing. Like, we do this as people. Pay attention if you are someone who has ever done this to someone. I felt horrible for my old phone. My old phone doesn't deserve that. Old phone been with me for years. So many pictures, so many memories. You know how many times I've dropped my old phone? And she kept it together, didn't crack on me, didn't break, didn't bend. How many times I pushed her button and she's still there for me in the end? Lets me know when someone needs me, wakes me up to start my day every morning. I mean, we've spent an amazing amount of time together. She listens to me when I don't want her to. Gives me quotes that I used to think was God. And here I am, as soon as I get a new one, it's over for her. 
I took the case off all aggressive. Give me the case. It was really nasty. I had to check myself, man, for a phone. And someone that's listening right now, you've done that to a person. Go back and apologize. Don't wait on no damn quote. All right. Who's next? <laughs> I told y'all my mind is going content crazy, man. Leave me alone. Anyway, quote of the week is coming from Christine Ha, who I spoke about earlier. The blind chef who competed for Master Chef and won. What an amazing feat. She seems to be an amazing woman. And this kind of ties into what I was saying earlier about chasing your dreams. There was a motivational video on her. If you want to look it up, please do so. I'm not sure if it came from God or Facebook, but either way, <laughs> I needed it at the moment I heard it, and maybe you can use it too. Here's what she said. Whether it's trying to get through challenges to win a cooking competition, to just trying to replicate my mom's beef noodle soup, you just have to try over and over until you succeed. Losing my vision taught me to be more fearless in life. If you can't see how steep the mountain is, then you can't fear it. Everyone is very capable, much more capable than they think they are. Regardless of where you've come from, what challenges you faced, uh, what sort of a hand you're dealt with in life. You shouldn't be afraid to dream big. Your chances of attaining something if you don't try is 0%, so you might as well try. Greatest rewards come at the greatest risks. Y'all know me, I'm all about encouraging people to go chase their dreams, man, because I know the difference it could make when you have the courage to do it. And I know how different life can be when you have the faith and the opportunity to live it. So with that being said, as always, take care of your business and go do what you got to do. Wait on no one. The answer is within you. Always. I thank y'all for listening. It's always a pleasure to share the moment with you. And I talk to y'all next week. Next week, bitches. I don't even know what's difficult about this one. If we on a date, don't ever let a man reach over my face and put his meat in your mouth. It's that simple. I don't care if it's Salt Guy or Julius Peppers. I don't care. No one. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Glory, glory. Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know up in here. Chief Pete. Church up in here. Come on, chat.